0: In this episode of the show, we're going to answer the question, do I really need acoustic treatment? That's coming up on Home Music Studio One. Hey guys, welcome to Home Music Studio One. Uh, you can find us online at 1.com My name is David Maxey, and this is the place where you can learn to produce professional audio on any size budget. Uh, It is very good to be back with you with another episode. And honestly, you know what? It seems like it has been quite a while. Actually, uh, I believe more than a couple of months here since I've been able to produce another episode. And uh, I'm very glad to be back with you. A lot has happened personally uh, to me as far as my family and I uh, since I've last been able to put out another episode. And that's kind of the reason why we've had kind of the big delay here, uh, mostly through the summer. We've actually moved now into a new house. uh, Finally down the road, I've been able to buy a house now. and, uh, And because of that, all my gear for quite a while was in boxes. Uh, you know, and and just not set up and not uh, really ready to go. And it's taken me a while to kind of get to the place where I'm ready to do another episode again. And so here we are. uh, Someday uh, I will be out in the garage and and have a new space that I'm working on for right now. I'm actually still in the basement again, and you will not believe what is on the walls in the room that I'm recording this in. Uh, But believe it or not, it is Paneling, okay, and so uh, we'll get to uh, the the reason that I wanted to answer the question today. Do I need acoustic treatment? is because literally I'm dealing with this uh, in my new space again. And so I will we'll get to that question uh, in just a, a little bit. And so I also want to say that even though I've not been able to have some a whole lot of recent content uh, in the past month or two, I still have been answering a lot of emails and have had several Skype uh, meetings from many, many of you. And I do want to say thank you very much for taking the time to ask your questions. Uh, you know, honestly, without them, I would have very little helpful things to talk about and uh, and I know that neither of us want to waste any of our times. And so the more questions you ask, uh, the more helpful it is to me uh, to be able to, to answer them for you and to just be able to deal with issues that uh, you're you're dealing with in your own home and project studios. Again, really kind of getting over that hurdle of figuring out how to create professional audio on any size budget, regardless of where you're at, even on a small budget. And so That's what we're here to help you out. And so, um, you know, I I don't dread your questions. I appreciate them very, very much. And if you do have a question and you haven't got a chance to ask it yet, uh, head on over to homemusicstudio1.com forward slash contact. And you can uh, send a question. Uh, I personally respond to those and uh, love to help you out. And uh, you know what? Maybe I might even, there's a good chance to use, uh, your question on one of the episodes of uh, of a podcast of one of the shows. And so don't be afraid to ask. Love to hear from you. And thank you very much for those of you that have continued to give me your feedback and your questions during uh, kind of a little bit of a downtime through the summer. Uh, but here we are. Uh, summer's over. Kids are back in school and uh, it's time to hit it again. And so, uh, you know, today I want to answer the question, do I really need acoustic treatment? So here here we are. The reality is is this question was kind of sparked kind of from a twofold thing. I mentioned... Uh, before number one i'm I'm in a new space now, and so i'm I'm dealing uh with what I should do in my space and what I have budget wise in order to do and what needs to be done and then also uh, one of the members of uh, the dynamic range compression course, uh Daniel herzak and daniel i'm sorry if I'm getting your your last name wrong uh, but Daniel asked in the exclusive Facebook membership group that is part of that course, uh, he asked this question dealing with studio foam. Uh, He wanted to know between two different companies who he should go with. What I recommended, one tends to be a little more affordable uh, and very close to the other as far as uh, the ability to perform and and to to do some treatment of the room. Uh, But the other maybe tends to be a little more recommended for the product uh, itself and maybe has a little more, uh, you know, just, uh, input in the industry. Well, I'm going to get to that. I'm going to talk a little bit more about uh, Daniel's question there before we leave, but it definitely brings up, uh, the, the issue of, do I really need acoustic treatment? Do I really need acoustic treatment now? Before I give you my complete answer, uh, which I'm going to do in just a moment, there's some things that we need to understand first, okay? These are very important. Number one, what am I referring to when I'm talking about acoustic treatment? Uh, The reality is, is anything that you put within your room that is capable of altering the way sound waves are bouncing, moving, not bouncing, are moving around in your room, that is some type of an acoustic treatment. Uh, that could be uh, whether it's acoustically isolating your sound within or out of your room to not bleed in, or whether it's absorbing certain frequencies that are building up or uh, eliminating flat surfaces so frequencies aren't bouncing. That's all kind of under the blanket of acoustic treatment. I'm going to zero in a little bit more uh, today dealing with uh, more specifically studio foam and some of the products that are out there today, uh, some of the very affordable products. But, but that's really what we're talking about when it comes to acoustic treatment. We're talking about doing something within our room that has the ability to, to alter what those waves, those bouncing waves of sound are doing within that space. Okay, And so that's what we're talking about when it comes to uh, acoustic treatment. The second thing I want to say is this, uh a lot of times it's kind of misunderstood uh when in this case we're going to focus on on treating uh the sound waves that are within your room and in uh, absorbing those frequencies, diffusing those frequencies Should I do something to kind of treat my space so that I don't have that bounce, so that I don't have sound just building up all over the place? In in treating those things with, say, studio foam or bass traps or uh, some type of diffusion panels, that is an entirely different thing than soundproofing the space that you're recording in. So on one hand, we've got uh, soundproofing or isolating sounds from bleeding out or bleeding in. Uh, we also have controlling the frequencies within the room, and then i 'll take that step uh, i 'll take it one step further we We might start by controlling those frequencies, uh, but you may have heard uh someone talk about tuning their room in a professional studio. Kind of the next step of controlling those frequencies are are creating an environment within that space where one frequency is not being boosted or cut above another to where when, when sound is being uh, emitted in that room from a project, from your speakers, from whatever, that there isn't bass that is being amplified in the room. There isn't highs that are being cut or, or uh, 250 uh, nodes that are just making some frequencies disappear, whatever the case may be, but that that room would be uh, not just controlled in frequencies so there's not just bounce, but actually tuned to where the audio that is being produced in that room, the room is literally out of the way, is a good way to look at it. In other words, the frequencies that you're hearing from your project are actually what the project is producing, not what the room is creating, okay? And so that's kind of the next step. So we've got kind of controlling those frequencies a little bit and, and even more specifically, tuning up the room. Those kind of two things together, that is, that is a different thing than sound proofing or sound isolation. You may have uh, a lawnmower from your neighbor that every time he fires that bad boy up, uh, you just happen to be recording your vocal track. And what do you hear in that headphone mix as you're getting ready to lay down that track? Your neighbor's lawnmower, or maybe it's a dog barking, or maybe that's the cars driving by. Those issues are not just about, uh, you know, stopping bounce of frequencies. Those issues are more about isolating or soundproofing. And in many cases, and in most cases, that is an entirely different animal than uh, than putting some studio foam or bass traps up on the wall. And in most cases, uh, studio foam does uh, little to isolate your space, whether it's sound getting out or sound getting in. So that's important. We're focused more on the, kind of the controlling and the tuning of our room, uh, and that's really what I talk about. Do I really need acoustic treatment? That's more what I'm referring to uh, in this uh, in this episode here. And so. Uh, another thing that is important to understand that when it comes to a space, uh, one of the the very most trouble spots when it comes to any environment in any room tends to be corners and it tends to be the building up of lower to lower middle frequencies. Uh, those tend to be some of the most difficult areas to control Uh, and so, uh, you know, if we're, we're dealing kind of with studio foam, there's kind of a couple different levels. There's, there's really more than two, but, uh, in general, we've got kind of our, our upper mid to high frequencies that can be more easily controlled than our lower frequencies, which tend to build up a little bit more. And so when it comes to producing, professional audio on a budget, even on a small budget, do I really need to mess with all that stuff? Do I really need to get into that? I mean, can I just throw some things together and just get an amazing mix just by, uh, you know, kind of tweaking around a little bit and listening to that mix in my car enough? Do I really need, uh, you know, to mess with, uh, acoustic treatment? And so here, here's my, my short answer, uh, to that question, having covered that information. Do I really need acoustic treatment? The answer is yes. And you need to do that as soon as you can afford to treat your room. And here's why. Uh, Unless you are in an absolutely perfectly designed room for a studio environment, which chances are you're not, uh, or if you are, uh, you've probably already had some acoustic treatment done. Chances are if your room has nothing that's been adjusted or, or treated or Um, just take into an account where your gear is regarding your room in your space, you are not getting an accurate picture of what is happening within your mix. I mentioned just a moment ago, one of the most trouble areas is the building up of lower frequencies. That happens many times and in most cases in corners And uh, for a case in in, in point, if you had, say, a 100 hertz that was building up in the corners of your room and kind of that 100 hertz when it came out of your speakers was being amplified, more lows you're hearing and, and feeling even more in your room than what your project is producing, you are going to have a tendency to want to mix less lows in your mix than what is actually needed in order to build that professional mix out. It's because your room is not giving you an accurate picture of what is taking place so acoustic treatment is all about getting the room out of the way and getting a very accurate clear picture of what is happening within your mix and so if you do nothing to treat that acoustically if you do nothing to take into account where your speakers are placed uh, if you do nothing to take into account what type of material are on the walls uh, in, in the volume level of your room and what is happening at different volume levels, chances are more likely than not, you are simply just not getting an accurate picture of what is taking place in your mix. And whether you realize it or not, it is affecting your mix. Uh, and it, it could be one of the very reasons why when you get done with a project and you uh, you know bump down that two-track mix and you throw it in the car and then you compare that to something you're, you're hearing uh, on a professionally mastered audio or something like that, you're just thinking to yourself, wow, uh, you know, this is way off. Uh, you know, my lows don't sound nothing like what they need. My highs are killing it. Uh, and and they make my ears want to bleed, you know, stick me in the ear with the, uh, you know, with the pin. Okay, that's what my house highs sound like, but it sounded fine in my studio. What's What's going on? Okay, that has to do with the fact that your room, probably more likely than not, needs some type of an addressing on the acoustical side of things of what is happening to treat your room. So, Uh, Do I really need acoustic treatment? Yes, as soon as you can afford it. Uh, And again, as soon as you can afford it. Now remember, uh, Home Music Studio One, here's what we're about. We're about creating professional audio on any size budget. And, uh, you know, before the end of this episode, in just a minute, I'm going to give you some very affordable ways to treat your room. However, what if you are flat broke and you don't even have a quarter in your pocket to call someone who cares? Okay. Uh, you know, I have been there many times and you know what the, the gear that often we have, uh, you might not always have two, 300 bucks, a hundred bucks to just dish out. So what do you do? Do you just stop mixing, pack it all up? Why bother? Uh, you know, my answer to that question is no. What do you do until you can afford to treat your space? First of all, I would say, well, don't panic. Okay. <laughs> don't panic and keep mixing and uh, and here's why i say that because this this stage in building a professional mix can be one of the greatest learning experiences for you is getting to the place where you find out what you're lacking See, right now, you maybe have no idea what frequencies are being built up, what frequencies are being cut. Uh, you maybe have no idea what is going on in your room. And so uh, acoustic treatment may help that. But in order to get to that point to know what to treat, it's most important to understand what is happening in your space. And so if you can't afford acoustic treatment right now, don't panic keep mixing, but use this season as a time to learn what is happening in your room. It can be one of the best learning experiences about frequencies uh, as what you can have. Let me give you a couple other things that are going to be very helpful during this time that are going to help you learn your room. Uh, number one, get a reference mix, get several reference mixes, get all sorts of music that you can that has been professionally mixed and mastered and listen all often in your space. Listen often in your DAW. Just take your recording software, rip a WAV file, throw it into that, and just constantly have music playing when you're not mixing within that space. What that's going to do is that is going to help you slowly begin to develop an ear of what a professional mix should sound like in your setup, in your gear. Uh, that's going to get you 60, 70, maybe slightly more percent of the way there. That's going to be extremely helpful for you to determine how to zero in on some things, even if your room's not treated. Now, why do I say, you know, 60, 70 percent? Well, the truth is, uh, if you've got a room that is is canceling out frequencies or or certain frequencies are being amplified and some other things are going on, uh, or maybe you've got studio monitors that can't reproduce what what is contained within a project, or you've got headphones that that uh, they don't go down as low as the low end, or, or they don't go up as high as the high end. There is still a portion of that that until you get uh, the right gear and until you get the room that is tuned up uh, in the right way that that you're just going to be missing, uh, that you're not going to be able to, to recognize is, is even there because your gear can't handle it, or uh, your room is just not giving you that accurate picture. And so uh, you're going to get a long ways there by listening to a reference mix. That other portion uh, has to do with getting a little more treatment in your room and getting a little more fine-tuning with some of these other techniques that have to do with uh, acoustically treating your room. Um, here's another thing that until uh, you can afford to treat your space that I highly recommend you doing, and this kind of goes hand-in-hand with the reference mix, Get a good uh, a good analyzing plugin. okay? I've mentioned Blue Cat Audio. They've got a free, I think it's called Frequency uh, Analysis, uh, and I'll, I'll make sure to have a link on the show notes. If you head to homemusicstudio1.com and, uh, and listen to this episode, you can check out episode 24. I'll have some links here to some helpful stuff. Uh, everything that I'm mentioning here, I'll make sure to have in the show notes. But if you've got an analyzer plugin in running uh, in your DAW, you've got a, a good reference mix going look at what's happening in that analyzer plugin. Look at where those frequencies are. Look at where the lows are, the mids are, the highs. Look at, look at the shape and the curve of what is happening and then listen to what you're hearing in your room. Does it seem like there should be more mids than uh, what you're hearing? Do the, do the highs seem like they're dull in your room, but yet you know that they're just right on that reference mix? Those can begin to help you identify maybe what trouble areas are in your room. Uh, just kind of way of, of uh, if you know, if an acoustician came into your room and they said, okay, here's the deal. Uh, we're going to tune up your room. There's a couple things that they would do. Uh, first, they would begin to look at the material that's on your walls uh, and, and excluding uh, dealing with isolation issues. They begin to look at, well, uh, is it a porous material? Is it flat? Is it drywall? Is it paneling like what I'm dealing with? Certain materials are going to amplify certain frequencies more than another. They may begin to address those uh, as well. Uh, but one of the major first things they're going to do uh, is they're going to look at where the best place to put your speakers are in your room based upon what your room is doing. Now, they may deal with some general studio foam and kind of deal with the middle highs. They may notice right away that you're guaranteed they're going to have speak, uh, frequencies build up in the lows and the corners. And so there might be some, uh, you know, in the way of controlling frequencies, some bass traps put in. But one of the things they're going to do is they're going to possibly use what's called a real-time analyzer. And uh, they're going to use a real-time analyzer, or RTA for short, uh, that is also going to have a microphone that picks up a very flat frequency response. In other words, as it picks up sound, it doesn't amplify a lows more than the highs. It doesn't amplify any one frequency more or less than another. It's a very flat response. And they're going to use that microphone. They're going to generate white noise or pink noise or some type of signal in your room that essentially is just simply noise in in every frequency range. And they're going to use that microphone to pick up that sound and listen to what your room is doing. And they may determine where the flattest response in your room is. And they will look at that spot and say, this is going to be the best place to put your speakers because this is going to be the most flattest spot in your room. And then they'll begin to work their way out from there. Uh, you know, I've heard it said this way that, that when it comes to an acoustician treating your room and tuning your room, that 80% of dealing with those issues actually have to do with speaker placement and, and where you're mixing, uh, from, Uh, You know, the other percentage of that has to do with treating with acoustic treatment, studio foam, uh, you know, isolation issues, uh, dealing with things that absorb the lows, bass traps and so on and so forth. So that's kind of an overview of what would happen. So what do you do uh, in the meantime until you can get into that place? Uh, You can be creative, okay. as you begin to learn your room. Uh you can maybe figure out where it seems to be a little more accurate just by listening to a mix. Uh, you know, move your speakers around, try some different places. Uh in fact, if you go to homemusicstudio onecom dot com, I've got a post that I did just on uh where the best place for your studio monitors are. Okay. And there's a few things that will help you there, but you also might want to try location in the room, in the middle of the room, on a wall, uh out of a corner, so on and so forth. Uh, and you may find that in the meantime, you can find a little more accurate spot to mix from until you get the room fully tuned up to where you need to be. Uh, so those are just a couple of things. Uh, and I'll leave it with a homework assignment because here's really the the big idea. You need to learn what your space is doing and then from there plan your next step. So should I acoustically treat my room? Yes, when you have the money but don't panic for right now. Okay, keep mixing. But the, the assignment while well, you're in this phase of I don't have the money just yet, but I'm going to is learn what your space is doing and then plan your next step from there. And plan your next step once you know what is going on, what you're trying to address. Don't just assume something is happening that may not be because your buddy's got his garage set up a certain way or because you saw this on uh, you know, MTV Cribs and, and so-and-so had a, a studio and, the, and this is what they had. Well, learn your space. That is what you need to do to know what your next step should be. So let me give you just a couple of resources that are going to be very helpful in order to do that. One is absolutely free. Uh I mentioned uh in the very beginning of this episode that in the uh the exclusive Facebook group, Daniel had asked about two different companies regarding Studio Phone. Those two companies, one uh is Foam Factory online and then the other is uh RLX. Uh and his question was, Well, who do I go with? Uh RLX is a company that uh, you tend to hear a little more mentioned uh in, in the acoustic arena, or at least I do personally. Um of course, like anything, people will live and die by their brand and in and brand loyalty and, and they they may think one is better than another. That's okay. Uh, but you know what, foam factory tends to be a little more affordable. The reality is with either of these two companies, I'll put some links to some options uh for under a hundred bucks or right around a hundred bucks. You can get started with a basic package to begin to address more kind of your highs and your middle uh, range frequencies that are going on in your room. And that is a, a the place you really need to start. Uh, from there, uh, you know, low end tends to be most of the trouble area. You need some bass traps and some other things in there. Uh, it tends to be a little more uh, difficult to address with just a, a you know, a two-inch piece of foam. But uh, definitely for uh, for around 100 bucks, you can get started. I'll put some links to some options there, both from RLX.com. Uh, as well as Foam Factory. But here's what I love from RLX, a, a free resource that they offer. You can head on over to their site. And if you got a kit in mind, uh, I think it's about $108, 100 and, uh, you know, right around $100 for a Ruminator kit, one of the basic kits that RLX sells. Uh, you can then take your room, do some measurements, uh, lay out kind of the space on a sheet of paper, draw it out or draw it out in a CAD program, whatever you want to do. And uh, they'll take the drawing of your space, ceiling height, where's your windows, where everything is, and, uh, and, and they'll want to know exactly kind of what kit you're looking at getting, even if it's an entry-level one. They'll be able to take your space and give you free feedback to say, hey, if it were me and this was the kit you were using and, and I had your room with these dimensions that you've given us, here's where I would place these in your space. And for absolutely free... Uh, You can get a resource that's going to help you get started treating your room. And I'm going to tell you what, once you go down that road, uh, you will never want to go back. When you hear the difference between a room that's tuned up or even a room that is treated, even in general massively different, your recordings will get so much better and very inexpensively will take you down the road of of creating professional audio. And so uh, I'll also put some links on there uh, for uh, the, the foam factory online because there's some very affordable options is there as well. And, um, you know, that's just a great place to start. So uh, should I treat my room acoustically? Yes, as soon as you can afford it. And in the meantime, don't panic. You might need to get a little creative. Uh, you know, you may need to throw a couch in there on your floor. If you got a, a cement floor, throw some rugs down, uh, get creative with your space. If you got a closet that has clothes in it, open that bad boy up and let the sound kind of be absorbed by the clothes hanging in there. Get a little bit creative with that. If you need to use your reference mixes uh, and listen to what is going on. But at the end of the day, here's your homework assignment. Learn what is happening in your space and begin to plan what your next steps are going to be. And uh, again, I'm going to include some very affordable solutions as you get that far in the show notes. You can head on over to homemusicstudio1.com and uh, just check out episode number 24, and you'll see the links to that in the show notes. Uh, With that, that's it for our show today. I just want to remind you a couple of things before I let you go. Uh, If you haven't given us a review yet in iTunes, uh, I'd love to hear your honest opinion of the show. I'm always trying to be helpful, and uh, you can just do that, uh, submit your review, uh, honestly, and uh, head on over to the the iTunes feed in order to do that. And then lastly, if you haven't yet joined the online community by signing up for the free newsletter, uh, you know, and giving you information to continue to get started down that road of producing professional audio on any size budget. Why not join literally the hundreds and hundreds of members that are already uh, in the online community? That is growing by quite a bit each day uh, as well as monthly. Uh, and in order to do that, you can head on over to freerecordingtools.com. That's freerecordingtools.com. And just as a thank you for signing up for the newsletter, for being part of the online community, it won't cost you a thing. Uh, I'm going to get into your hands a free ebook that I put together that answers one of the most popular questions I get, and that is understanding audio compression in the Home Music Studio. Uh, I'll send that out to you right away just as a free gift and as a thank you for being part of the online community. Again, head on over to freerecordingtools.com. With that, that's it for our show today. And until next time, this is David Maxey with Home Music Studio One.